You failed to mention a team that was 500 that I might have a little prop bet for you boys in our list. You don't have a Cleveland Browns bet, do you? I absolutely have a Cleveland <laughs> oh, Browns bet. Do you want to hear That's it? That's a disgusting oh, team. Please, go for it. The bet for the Cleveland Browns is this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. On today's show, we're going to have a Dr. Dangles segment where I... I cry about an under I took. We're going to have a gravestone segment where we take away more teams and say they're not making the playoffs that year. And then in the middle segment, we're going to be talking about some teams that will they make the playoffs, won't they make the playoffs, and some futures you can take to make some money in that regard. But before we get there, we have a little sad note to start this podcast. Over the holiday, one of our good friends passed away, Mr. John Carlin, known as the nicest guy in Hollywood. He is a was a great friend to all three of us and a great friend to the show. In fact, we would not have a podcast right now if it was not for Mr. Carlin. We wouldn't be with Evergreen. We wouldn't be with Gaming Society. I mean, I know I would not have a job if it was not for Mr. Carlin. He was such a giving, giving person. I know Drew has something he wants to say about him because it was kind of funny how we met the man. So let, let, let's take it back a couple uh, years, fellas. November of 2019, I'm still a resident of Los Angeles. I'm having uh, lunch at an unrelated uh, meeting um, at the Henry in uh, West Hollywood and uh, waiting to pay my bill with my friend that was there at the time, start talking about sports, mentioned I have a, a podcast that I was uh, first year with you boys on. And as I'm walking out, just happened to walk past a booth and uh, there was this man who stopped me and said, uh, hey, do you, do you work in sports? Uh, you should. You know, you're really passionate and knowledgeable about it. I said, no, I, you know, I've always <laughs> always wanted to, kind of that. And, well, you know, I have, um, you know, I, I work in sports for a long time. And uh, I, I might have some people I can introduce you to. And you got to understand, as you guys know, especially you, Tony, coming from the acting world, you know, every Uber driver is a director. Every cocktail waitress is a aspiring singer. You have to take what people in L.A. that tell you with a grain of salt about where they've been, who they know, and what they've done. I was just going to say, thanks. The guy serving you a drink at a bar wants to be your personal trainer for 25 bucks. Now he works out in a park on Saturdays. You know, it's like... Oh, I do CrossFit with okay. Terry Crews. Like, I've trained... You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, sure, I bet. But, hey, you know, I'm, I'm always a guy to follow up. So, to make an exa- a long story... As short as I can, I could talk about this man for hours, but I uh, ended up looking him up, found out very quickly who he was. This guy had been with Jimmy Kimmel uh, since his inception. The show in Los Angeles had worked with Jim Rome, our friend Chris Myers, who obviously he introduced us to, and uh, cousin Sal. And uh, he proceeded to just pave uh, the way for us to make industry contacts, as Tony had stated. And, you know, Tony, I remember talking to you when we first started kind of get involved with Mr. Carlin, we were like, what is this guy's deal? What is his motive? What's in it for him? Mm-hmm. And we come to find out that, you know, he had been diagnosed with ALS in 2016. And you never know that by his demeanor, by his spirit, by his enthusiasm, by his work ethic. He, he supposedly booked a guest on cousin Sal's show on Monday and passed away on a Tuesday. And, um, 
You know, it, it, I, it, the news the news hit me pretty hard. I mean, obviously the the prognosis is is terminal with that kind of thing, but you know, I, I just texted him actually. I, I looked. I texted him on November first to tell him our good friend Ryan Hurd is performing on Jimmy Kimmel Live, <laughs> and he was super excited about that. And of course, wished him congratulations, wished me well, and um, I just can't begin to list the amount of people that were impacted by him, but namely the three of us, Tony. And, and I think you said it best, like all of us are better people yeah. for having known Mr. Carlin. All of us are better people for, um, uh, for just the serendipitous way of how he came in his life. He was the most genuine kind soul. And I can only wish I, I, I wrote this in a letter to his family. I've never in my life, ever in my life had a stranger act so kind or gracious to me. And uh, his impact, you know, I know he was 58 years old and his life was definitely cut short. But you know what? You know, his impact and legacy, I truly believe 100, 100 lives that guy lived, 100 lives. Oh, absolutely. That very night where you met Mr. Carl and I was working some catering gig out there talking to another bartender who was struggling in the acting world. And, and he, the bartender mentioned to me that sometimes, you know, uh, that break in that acting world, just that fairy dust comes down. You don't know when it's going to happen, but when it happens, you take it. And in this world of podcasting, sports broadcasting, all the stuff we're doing, John Carlin very much was our fairy dust. And he, he opened so many doors to us so graciously and so kindly and so effortlessly. He really made us feel welcome in whatever room we were in with him. And, and you know... As you said, that life was cut short, my man, but I can honestly say the short time that we got to spend with him, he gave us stories that I'll be telling for the rest of my life. And that's really all you can ask for in this world is to leave that legacy and leave that impact. And I cannot thank Mr. Carlin enough. I wish his family well. And uh, yeah, uh, Dangles, do you want to say anything before we close out? I mean, uh, no, I don't think, I mean, you guys said it all. I think, you know, and just to spin it forward, like it's our, I think, you know, we owe it to him to yeah. to keep on track here and keep grinding at this and keep doing this because he afforded us that opportunity. Um, and I think that just, you know, you, you, you mentioned it, Drew, just the kindness to strangers. Um, and he took a shot on us. What, what did he have to gain? Nothing. He took a shot on us because it's, it's such an L.A. story, too, overheard <laughs> in a cafe. And just, you know, he opened some doors for us. But um, we owe it to him to keep on that track. And, and, and we, you know, send our best and condolences to his family. And, and you know, we really appreciate everything he did for, for us. Um, and I know, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel the same way. I couldn't help, I couldn't, I couldn't help but think about the phrase that gets thrown around a lot. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard it. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I can truthfully say that John Carlin came into my life for a specific reason during a very specific season. And his impact on me will last uh, for the rest of my life. I can tell you that much. And uh, I just, you know, I'm going to miss him so much. And I, I like we said, Dangs, uh, I just, you know, honor him through the way you live your life, man. It's that simple. It's that simple. It, the, the, the cost of being a good person is nothing. He was the best. He was the absolute best. The nicest guy in Hollywood. May he rest in peace. We loved him dearly. And that's it. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're back to the show. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. 
All right, guys. See what I did there? Took a page out of Tony uh, Tony Squares' book, starting off the segment with the all right, guys. All right, guys. We're going to talk a little bit later on. Stick around. We hope you will uh, to talk about some NFL futures uh, and some ways you can cash in on the ever-forming playoff picture with uh, some division winners, maybe some make-miss playoff bets, some conference winners. Uh, but for now, I, I, guys, I've been, you know, uh, we've been away for a week. We haven't been a team. We had, didn't have an opportunity to... to uh, you know, go through our weekly therapy session last week. We've had Thanksgiving yeah, Day who, games. Whose fault is that, Dangles? Look, we all need vacation time, okay? You know, I, I can't be around. I can't be around to solve your problem. I thought you were on and, assignment. Tony Square said you're on assignment, Dangles. I thought you were working I, this I, whole time. I was, it was at a for leisure. Well, Doctor Dangles was at a psychology conference. I was visiting my family. Ah. You know, in in New England. Uh, it's been, which is a psychology it, conference okay. in itself. More than I can explain <laughs> to you, Tony Squares. More than I can explain to you. But let's not belabor the point anymore. Uh, Doctor Dangles has, I'm told, returned from his psychology conference. So it's time to get real. It's time to get raw. It's time to feel our vicious betting feelings. It is time for Doctor Dangles. Gentlemen, I, ho- I hope you had a nice holiday with your families had some time to unplug and um you know relax and you, you 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 did not you did not tony yes uh, my, our, our mutual friend uh mr dangles tells me that you were on dog sitting duty uh the entire week um and that his uh his puppy has a uh, sensitive stomach so i'm sorry about what you had to go through there uh, Tony Squares. Oh. Um, but in any event, um, I guess, uh, Schaefer the Sharp, let's start with you uh, this week and kick things off. Um, yeah. Because, um, you know, you were telling me a little bit before we got together today that um, you're sort of coming to terms with something that, that you've been wrestling with all season long. I'd be curious to hear a little more about what that is. Yeah, thanks, Doctor. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is always a fun time. Uh, uh, we get together with uh, family and there's always uh, magnificent food and football on all day. And, uh, this this specific Thanksgiving was a little more testy because uh, my whole family is Ohio State fans, and there was a small game in 48 hours, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that result maybe a little later in the show, but I was sitting on my couch eating my Thanksgiving meal and watching my beloved Detroit Lions play, and I thought to myself, you know what? I think they're going to win this game. I really do. It's, it's, it's their last winnable game. Uh, the Bears suck. Um, you know... Goff throwing bombs to Josh Reynolds, a mm-hmm. uh, former artist from the Rams. And uh, Tony Squares is texting. Jared wants the turkey leg. I'm thinking, <laughs> this is going to happen. We're going to get that one win, and it's going to be mm-hmm. great. You know, I know we got the tie, but let's get a win. And Dr. Dangles, um, I don't need to tell you, but um, they didn't get the win. They did not win. And um, I think I'm just accepting the reality slowly that um, I don't think the Lions are going to win a game. And uh, I know they tied a game, but wow, I, I have a hard time spinning the season as I have to this point as a success if the goal in football is to win and they're going to win zero games. I'm not sure how to Well, shape of the sharp, I, I, I don't know if you need to process it any further. Let me just say I think I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, for uh, make, reaching oh, what I believe is the final stage of your grief process here in, in acceptance of your Lions fate. Because I, I, I would tend to agree, I, I don't believe, that they're going to win a game this year. They're squandering, they're squandering opportunities. That Bears game may very well have been their last chance to win a game this season. Um, 
that does that mean that you shouldn't bet on them? That there might not be opportunities to do so? I mean, we could play that by ear on a week to week. But I'm I'm proud of you for coming full circle because there was a period of time where you were very stricken about this, where you were angry, um, and where you were trying to bargain with yeah. yourself about reasons why you should and shouldn't, and sort of negotiate betting and not betting on them. And you've worked through those stages of griefs, and and and, and I'm proud of you, Shay, for the sharp. So I honestly think you're in a good position, right, right where you are. Uh, right now you've processed I think everything you need to so I would say I would say yeah you don't need to move any further on that well done well done Shay for the sharp wow thank you doctor that's very encouraging I, I mean I, encouraging. it's not always <laughs> that I get to say there is no solution you figured it out yourself but but that's always nice Tony Squares how about how about you sir what um, what would you like to talk about with us this week uh, well I'm just a little frustrated doctor because we're now in week 13 of the season and I am still exactly 500 on my bets 50 and 50 man i i even on this past week i went two and one on thursday and then one and two on sunday i can't seem to either lose or win i don't want to be in the middle i'd rather be a loser or a winner i hate being in the middle and i just feel like all these games are coming so close and taken away from me at the last second on sunday i took the carolina and miami under gave many reasons why and in a game that had a uh, a punt return for a punt blocked for a touchdown and many uh, interceptions by Cam Newton to give Miami a short field. Even with that much going against my under, I still only lost the under by a half a point. And I've just lost all hope. I think the world is out to get me. I think this whole gambling season, I even gave a sacrifice a few weeks back. I cut up one of my favorite plush toys and it's done nothing for me. So I, I just feel like the world is set for Tony Squares to lose. Well, I think uh, for you, Tony Squares, I, you know, I would say uh, maybe it's not uh, maybe it's not you. Uh, maybe maybe uh, you should turn the focus outward instead of instead of inward. And and, and, and I, I would suppose look at it maybe from the perspective that uh, being a 500 better is considered successful um, when you look at it in the grand uh, scheme of things. Would you really rather be a losing better than a break even better? I mean, isn't that at least the... there'd be comedy there? At least I could <laughs> talk about this on this show and I could get made fun of a little bit. Instead, I'm like, you know, Dangles' his dog Duncan. I just shit all over myself. <laughs> yes, I, I have. I have heard. <laughs> I have heard a tale, tell of this. Well, I, I would I would say, Tony, you know, we uh, spoke earlier on the on the program about, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I suppose the, the kindness of, of strangers with uh, with our friend. Uh, John Carlin, and I honestly now don't remember what I originally thought would be a good thing to prescribe for you here. Uh, so I think my my prescription instead would just be uh, don't focus so much on yourself, and and the fact that and and definitely don't base your your betting perceptions of yourself on a terrible Miami versus Carolina game. That's not a reflection or a referendum on you as a better. That was just a shithole of a game that you unfortunately ended up on the wrong side of. After all, this is a lot of it, but just about luck anyway, right? Shay for the sharp. Uh, how much do we pay Dr. Dangles? Not enough. Well, he's due. He's due for a. He's due for a, a contract re, uh, negotiation at the end of the regular season. Uh, I'd like to change that pay to zero. Well, let me just zero, let me just zero. say that if you're gonna, <laughs> you know, pay for a three thousand dollar used Honda off of Craigslist. Don't be mad when you pick up the car and it's not a Rolls Royce. Okay, I mean that's just that that's just the way the world works. You can't build a house on toothpicks and then get angry when it falls over. 
you got to spend money to make money. You got to invest if you want the good stuff. And that is all the time we have for today on Dr. Dangles. I will speak to you guys at my contract renewal and or our next appointment. Uh, But coming up next, we're going to talk about some futures that you can bet on now to make yourself some money as the playoff picture becomes a little bit clearer as we get a little closer to the end of that season. Stick around. Playoff futures and more coming up next. West West Coast Gamblers. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Guys, do you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is the first day of December, if you're listening to this on the day we release it. Tomorrow is December. We only have so much football left. the, The playoff picture is really not taking any shape at all. It's chaos out there. The Minnesota Vikings are a seven seed at five and six, but there are some ways we can make money on this. There are some ways we can prognosticate the future and make some money on who will and who won't make the playoffs. So let's go through the AFC and the NFC, the whole entire standings. I want to see if there's any little nuggets here that we think we can make some money on. I'm going to try to convince you two to take a plus 1000 bet along the way. I think I nailed another one. I think I nailed another one. By the way, New England to win the East ain't looking too bad right now. Big game against uh, Buffalo coming up. Can't wait to talk about that. But let's start off with the AFC. Okay, Baltimore is the one seed. They're at eight and three. But the next six games that they have, four of which are against their own division, and then the other two are Green Bay and the L.A. Rams. Baltimore is beating people. They're eight and three. But every single game, they start from behind and work their way forward. Before we even get there, though, Last year, Chicago as a seven seed made the playoffs at eight and eight. Now we have 17 games. Can I get an agreement from you guys? Do you think nine and eight is the record someone needs to get to to catch that seven seed? Nine and eight is the barometer here? Because I think 10 and seven, you're okay. Nine and eight, I think you're fighting for that tiebreaker spot. You think that's correct? I I, I would think that's the number, Tony. Yeah, I would say that's probably a push number. So if Baltimore is eight and three, that means they would have to go one and five over that final six game stretch to not make the playoffs. And the no for them is plus 600. Again, they play their division four times, the Rams and the Packers. None of those teams have a losing record. Any chance no for plus 600 is a play. Count me out. Yeah, I think so. Same here. The New England Patriots sit at the two seed, eight and four. The no for them is plus 650. I'm not even going to ask it because they still have games against Jacksonville and Miami at the end. New England's going to win enough to make the playoffs. Could very well be the one seed, too. The Tennessee Titans sit at number three. Just chaos on that team. Injuries all over the place. But the no to make the playoffs is plus 1,200 because they play Jacksonville, Houston, San Fran, and Miami. A couple of pushovers. Now, Drew... 
Tennessee Titans. We know how much you hate the Tennessee Titans. You bet against them every single week. With all these injuries, the most players on the IR than anyone in the NFL, is there a chance you'd play no plus 1,200 for them not to make the playoffs again? They're 8-4, and four, so they'd have to go 1-5 and five to do this. Let me think about it. Count me out. The Titans are winning yeah. that division. Winning that division. I love. I love Indy. So I mean, much. I like Indy, Indy a lot. A I like Indy a lot too. Um, uh, and I will just. I will just say, Tony. I like Carson Wentz. I will just say, Tony Squares. I know you mentioned <laughs> taking. You know, the Pats looking good, taking them to win the AFC East. I know some of uh, some folks did that earlier in the year. They're still plus one fifteen to do that. If you haven't gotten on that train already, this team has outscored its opponents over its six game win streak, two hundred and eleven to sixty three. Three. They've proven they can win the, when they're not at their best. I say get on board this train now while it's still plus well, money because it may very well get into the minuses if things keep going the way that they're going right now. I, I think a smarter bet is to take them on the money line this week against Buffalo because if they lose to Buffalo this week, they're not winning the division. It's that simple. I think they need to beat Buffalo to make that play. I will say, dang, I got two New against England, Buffalo, you though. You don't think they win the division if they split them? No. New England, I'll tell you in a second, Buffalo is a damn easy schedule. New England. As a six-game win streak dangles, as you said, the biggest win streak in the NFL right now. Did you know that since 2001, Bill Belichick teams have six-game win streaks in 14 of 21 <laughs> I seasons? I saw someone tweeted that out. Yeah. It was amazing. It's amazing. Shea for the what sharp. What a great stat. Shea for the sharp. When was the last time Detroit had a six-game winning streak? I was going to say, I bet you it equals <laughs> that the Lions six-game losing Before streaks during merger. that time. <laughs> No, I don't. I would bet the Lions have had six losing streaks of six games or more during that stretch. I would bet it. I, we got to find the number out. four seed in the AFC right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. The much maligned in September and October, Kansas City Chiefs have the second longest winning streak in the league. They've won four in a row. They sit at seven and four on top of the West. But just like with Baltimore, they do not play a team with a losing record in their final six games, four of which are in their own division, two against Denver, and then they play Pittsburgh and at Cincinnati rule the jungle. The no for Kansas City to make the playoffs is plus 550. Again, they're 7-4 and four right now. They need to go 2-4 and four to hit 9-7. and seven. Drew, what do you think about Kansas City? Well, I would like the no, uh, you know, at plus 550. That's wonderful odds because you could have got it two weeks ago at about or maybe three weeks ago at like I think at like minus one fifteen yeah, or something. Yeah, when they were struggling. So yeah. you're getting the value there. I mean, people have know how I feel about the Chiefs, but I've often stated that they needed to get to the bye. I'm really curious about how they look coming off the bye. Obviously, Andy Reid traditionally has been fantastic uh, coming off some rest, and maybe that team regroups. But clearly, I faded them a couple weeks too many. Uh, the Broncos. Uh, Raiders and the Chargers, I believe, all have the same record, six and five, one game behind them. I see those teams kind of cannibalizing themselves, and the Chiefs probably still the class of the division. So I'll probably stay put with the Chiefs and wait for a uh, strategic time to either fade them or back them. But I do think they would be in the playoffs. The other thing about those three teams is that they're also erratic. You know, it's so hard to tell what right. they're going to do right. week to week. You see the Broncos beating like really good teams and then losing to teams that they, you know, that they should beat. You yeah. see, you know, the Chargers are all you over the place. Blown out by Philly, yeah. hammered the Chargers. And you, the Chargers no are all over the place winning and losing games. The Raiders, obviously, you know, getting blown out one week by the. It's just like it's they're all all these other three teams are all over the place. I'm with you. I, I'm going to trust in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to do the job the, the last few weeks of the season and make it to the playoffs. So I'm not. I wouldn't bet that. No, uh, as as good as the value has is as you mentioned, Drew. Let's go now to a team that's pretty even 
on these odds because it's a game. You got to start to make these decisions. As Drew said, the Chargers, Denver, Vegas, they're all six and five. They're all going to cannibalize themselves. You got to make a decision on which team you trust. And it starts off with the five seed, the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll be having a guest on on Thursday's show to talk about how he ruled the jungle this year with his quest for seven. Cincinnati hit their season long win total in November. They're seven and four. The no for them to make the playoffs is plus 175. The yes is minus 225. They play uh, all their division again, obviously, but they also play the San Francisco 49ers, who are on a three-game winning streak themselves. And then they play the, uh, the Denver Broncos, the LA Chargers, a couple of other teams that are fighting for playoff spots. All these teams are going to be playing each other in the AFC. Who's going to make it? Since he's on top right now, Shea for the sharp. You think Cincinnati's a lock to make the playoffs? Or are you going to sprinkle something on that no plus 175? Well, boys, as you know, both proud members of our winners slash losers league, uh, I'm already invested in the Bengals after making a midseason trade with the ballerina, Brian Balzarini. So since I have skin in the game for the Bengals to win all that they need uh, or, or win as much as they can, um, I'm probably going to sit this one out and root like hell for him because I can tell you, I, I don't, they, they've, <laughs> Bengals are a lot like the Broncos to me. They've looked so good, uh, some weeks and then some weeks they just come out flat yep. and gross. And, you know, I like Joey Burrow. I, 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 I love the, I love the little like, scuffle he got with TJ Watt there. Uh, he didn't even blink. He said after the game, Hey, no hard feelings. Nice block. You know, <laughs> I love, I love, sm- I love smoking Joe Burrow, but that team is still very, very hard for me to predict. Since I have skin in the game in the winner's pool, I'm going to say, who, who is it? Who day? Um, <laughs> who day? And then uh, go Bengals. Go Striped Tigers. I really want to really like, jump fully on this train. I do. But the, looking, at their, looking at their record and their schedule, they have one and a half good wins like, against teams that, like, that are, are contending. I just, I don't know. I mean, it, I will say they had a great win this past weekend and did it without a game-breaking performance from Jamar Chase. And I like that they can beat you in a couple of different ways. Joe Burrow had a huge day. Obviously, Joe Mixon had like, what, four touchdowns or something like that. Um, enormous day. Um, the defense is decent, too. I don't know. I, I, I lean yes on this, but I can't fully get on board and say I'm totally going to take the Bengals to make the playoffs because there's still just too much... Uh, that could happen. I'll tell you who isn't making the playoffs, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, Sorry, Tony. That was that was unfair. That was <laughs> unfair. Uh, by the way, the Cincinnati Bengals do have Rookie of the Year Jamar Chase on that team. If you got to, if, I know he had a bad performance, but if you got to add Rookie, to of, the year, rookie of the Jamar Year, Chase. runner up to Mac Jones. Let's go. The six seed Buffalo Bills again. They have that huge game against New England this week. The no for them to make the playoffs is plus six fifty because at the end of the season they play Carolina, Atlanta, and the Jets. Those are three wins you can sign them up for the uh los angeles chargers denver broncos and the las vegas raiders are seven eight and nine all of them are six and five uh uh, chargers have a little bit of an easier schedule than the other two but they all play each other they all play their own divisions guys and they're all pretty even on the money to say yes or no will they make the playoffs that's what i was going to say kill those teams the chargers the broncos and the raiders marry fuck kill only one spot remains uh, Shay for the sharp. I'll start with you. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Damn, on the spot. This is not produced podcast material, boys and girls. This is on the fly. Um, I guess I'll have to go. I'm going to kind of work backwards here. I think I'm going to kill the Raiders. I'm not going to take that win on Thanksgiving against an absolutely utterly pathetic, <laughs> pathetic Cowboys team who cost me my fucking winner's pool. I, I don't like the Cowboys <laughs> at all, um, but I'm not going to take that Raiders win uh, as – 
uh, indication of what's to come. Um, they are, they do. I mean, they have, there's nothing left in offense besides Derek Carr, who's awesome. So I will kill the Raiders. Man. No, Chargers or Broncos, Mary it's tough. Or, I will say Mary this, Drew. Or F, but, uh, uh, the Chargers and Broncos do play each other in week 16. So that very well might be, the, I'm sorry, week 17 of the NFL season. That very well might be the deciding game. It's in the uh, LA, but again, LA doesn't have a home crowd. So Denver versus LA, week 17 could be the decider here. But right now, you marrying one, you fucking the other one. I'm going to risk this all uh, because A, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna jump into bed with someone, I want to be in Southern California next to the freaking ocean and the palm trees and some good fine dining. Uh, so I'm gonna f I'm gonna f the Chargers and I'm gonna marry the Denver Broncos. Maybe it's recency wow. bias. Maybe it was just the ass kicking they gave the Chargers yesterday. Yeah. Maybe it was the 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 maybe it was the prop bet I won and the Denver Broncos plus three. I don't know, but uh, or maybe <laughs> it's the uh, season season ticket I have on them for over nine wins at plus money. I don't know. But count me in. I'm marrying. I'm getting married in the mile high. I'm effing in L.A., baby. Marrying the Broncos, having sex with the Chargers. Dangles, quickly, what do you got? Uh, I'm going the opposite. I'll, 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 I'll kill the Raiders for the reasons that Drew said. I'm marrying the Chargers because they have so much more upside, a much higher ceiling, the better quarterback. Obviously, the defense is a little is a little bad, but they have just as good skilled position players on the offensive side of the ball, and I think on paper they are just the better team. Um, and that means I'll be having consensual uh, uh, sex with the um, <laughs> with the Denver Broncos. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, like they've beat good teams, like I mentioned earlier. So like they've proven they can win in games that matter against teams that are contending for the playoffs, but they're still kind of just all over the place. Um, and, and with the quarterback uncertainty, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, who knows, that just kind of gives me pause. Well, uh, I think you're all you're both wrong because uh, I'm killing all three of these teams, okay? <laughs> so I, I looked at this schedule. Making up rules homicide? as we go along. I looked at the yeah, standings. I looked at the schedule, and I tried to make bets that are correct here. I think those first five teams, Baltimore, New England, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Buffalo, I think they're making the playoffs. I don't think you can argue against it. Cincinnati scares me. I think they could be fighting for the seventh seed, but a team that's going to make the playoffs that is out of the picture right now is the Indianapolis Colts. They play people really hard, and if all you got to say is they got to get to nine and eight. They've been struggling to get to 500 all season long and they win some, they lose some, they win some, they lose some. The important thing is every game they play, at least since the month of October, is a hard fought game. And they have games against Houston and Jacksonville to end this season. They also play your Patriots, the Arizona Cardinals, which we'd never know what we're going to find out of those Cardinals, and then those Las Vegas Raiders. I think Indy can win three of those uh, five remaining games, get to nine and eight, and make the playoffs. Yes for them is plus 125. And the final team I'm going to talk about in the AFC, this is the biggest one. Dangles, I told you, New England has a six-game win streak. They're the first in the NFL. Kansas City is second in the NFL with a four-game win streak. Can you tell me who's the other team tied with Kansas City with a four-game win streak in the entire NFL? Uh, that would have to be, I'm don't cheat. Go with, don't I, I, I'm cheat. not, I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. It's the Miami dolphins. You definitely cheated. It I is cheat. the Miami dolphins, <laughs> a four game win streak to improve to five and seven after starting one and seven and their next three games, ladies and gentlemen are against the New York giants, the New York jets and the struggling new Orleans saints. If you're telling me they're not going to be eight and seven in three weeks, something has gone drastically wrong with that team. And they finish the season at Tennessee, which again, who knows what you're going to get out of Tennessee. And then week 18 against your New England Patriots dangles, who, as we prognosticate, might not be playing that game. That might be Brian Hoyer starting in that game for New England. And Miami already beat this team in week one with fully healthy sides. Granted, that's forever ago in NFL standings. Miami are five and seven right now. 
for them to go nine and eight, they would need to go five and one to finish the season. But again, I'm sorry, four and one to finish the season. But with that schedule and with a yes, plus 1,000, plus 1,000 for the Miami Dolphins to sneak into the playoffs, I'm telling you, it's worth a sprinkle. It is worth a sprinkle. Do you guys agree or disagree? I I hate Miami. I, I don't hate that bet. But, but you have to deal with that clusterfuck in the AFC West. You have three, six, and five teams. That's what would – and a Colts team that you like. Yeah. And I know the Browns looked like a corpse yesterday, an absolute corpse, but they're six and six too. Yep. So just know – I'm not even advocating you not sprinkle, but just know the odds are there for that reason. Yeah. That is literally probability yeah. of them getting there is plus 1,000. So I don't hate your logic. If it's worth $10 to win a C-note, maybe, but I don't know. I, 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 it, it, it's, it's interesting and it's a nice, it's a nice little stone that you own. I mean, and, and for all the, yeah, no, and I agree. I agree. Like, you know, I maybe throw a dollar on it or something like that, but just uh, Drew. No, don't be, you know, don't be a nerd. Drew. <laughs> Sure, whatever, you know, but you know what I mean, like put a, put a little something down, <laughs> but if, if you really want to, but this is the, again, you know, yeah, four wins is great. They also lost seven straight, including games to the Jaguars. Yes, that was in London, but who cares? The Jaguars are terrible and the Falcons by two. Um, so I, I just, I don't know if I trust this team. We're getting, you know, there's a bunch of different quarterbacks going on. The coaching is erratic. The play is erratic. I lean, I lean probably no, but if you, you know, if you really want to get crazy and, and, and help yourself sleep at night with a $10 bet on a plus 1000, then go nuts. I guess I think there are just too many uh, mouths to feed in this AFC playoff picture for the dolphins who are not a particularly strong team to get there. Definitely a lot of mouths to feed dangles, but those past four games, those, those you know, quarterback situations, struggle. Struggling offense, struggling defense. That was yesterday's news. These past four games, the Miami Dolphins have played to their height. They made Cam Newton look like Cam Newton once again. I'm very excited to see this but Miami team. we knew he team. was Cam Newton. Listen, That's the thing. That, I'm like, very we excited knew, to we see knew that. Yeah, and we know who Daniel Jones is, and we know who Zach Wilson is, and we know who Trevor Simeon is. Those are their next sure. three quarterbacks. I'm telling you, Miami is better than those three teams. But they could you lose all-, all three of those games very easily, and I think we all know that. I don't think it's crazy to say that at at all that they could just lay complete eggs in those games and not score at all because their offense is all over the place. That was the Miami Dolphins of old. This is the November Miami Dolphins. As you know, Dolphins <laughs> fly south for the winter or something. Let's move on to the NFC real fast. No, not yet, Mr. Oh, Squares. not yet. You missed my yes because you did. You failed to mention a team that was five hundred that I might have a little prop bet for you boys and our listeners. You don't have a Cleveland Browns bet, do you? I absolutely have a Cleveland <laughs> oh, Browns bet. Do you want to hear it? It's a disgusting oh, team. Please, go for it. <laughs> the bet for the Cleveland Browns is this, and as you guys would judge me thinking I'm going to bet this horrible team, I'm betting an award. I'm betting Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, at plus 200. Did you mm. hear the news today? TJ Watt on the COVID list. Yes. Say goodbye to that award. We have Trayvon Diggs, obviously say. the interception yeah. darling, but... People don't understand. He's not that good in coverage, guys. No, he gets not. absolutely burned. Matthew Judon, Aaron Donald, great players. You see Aaron Donald choke someone out on, in Lambeau? Oh, I was going to talk apparently about him. Just, uh, 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 apparently, you can just squeeze someone's Adams out, but you don't get a flag for it. And then your boy, Dangles J.C. Jackson, is is sixth in the odds. Again, great player. He's, He's not, not winning, winning that award. It. He's not winning I think this is a lock. I this You're getting plus money on Miles Garrett. Now, the, the Browns are disgusting, as you said, but what do you think they're going to be doing? What do you think they're going to be re- relying on down the stretch? Their defense literally is going to have to win games. This is a defense that still faces 
that still faces the Raiders. Uh, they face the fucking Steelers, and they face the Packers and Lambeau on Christmas, and maybe their offensive line is a little banged up. Yeah, I really like are. this bet, guys. I bet it. I like that. Give me Miles Garrett, defensive like player of the year at plus 200. What are Matthew Judon's uh, odds for that? Uh, Judon currently is plus 800. No one's made more of an impact. TJ Watt, no one's TJ made more Watt of an impact. plus 700. TJ Watt plus 700. That, he's not getting that. No, he's no, no. I agree with all the other ones. Judon's the only he's, one. He's the reason. I mean, he and Christian Barmore are the reason we have a pass rush this year. Matthew Judon made the biggest improvement, but, but the, usually those awards go to the guys who get the stats. So it's either going to be Diggs or Garrett, in my opinion. And I agree with you, Drew. I think Garrett is more impactful. I don't hate that bet at all. Do you have any other bets on meaningless AFC teams before we move to the <laughs> NFC, Drew? No, I do not. Okay. I do not. Let's move on to the <laughs> NFC. This one's easy. The NFC is easy. The first three teams are making the playoffs. Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. It would take a crazy thing to happen for those three teams to miss the playoffs. It starts off with Dallas, though, as the four seed. They're seven and four right now. But again, they've lost a few games late. Mike McCarthy also just went on the COVID list, which might actually improve the team a little bit. Mm, Dan Quinn's taking over. I know. (laughs) Jesus. Dallas to miss the playoffs is plus 900. They do have to play four of their divisional games. And again, Their division stinks, but Dallas can lose games to shitty teams. They play New Orleans on Thursday night. It's going to be our Thursday night lean segment. It's going to be very interesting to see Taysom Hill now take on the Dallas Cowboys. And then that game that's uh, the odd game out there is Arizona. Again, no idea what Arizona can bring to the table. You saw this Dallas team firsthand, Drew. You talked about them, how much they ruined your winner's pool. Dallas is 7-4 and right now. They would need to go 1-5 and to hit 8-9. and Plus 900, though, on the no. Any takers? No. No. I, I I don't think so. Um, and and Aaron, you know, Tony, this is that's the second time you've said we don't know what we're gonna see out of Arizona. I disagree. In nine out of the eleven games that they've played this year, we've seen victories. We've seen wins from them. I think this team has proven that they are good. They've beaten good teams along the way. They've beaten some shitty teams too. But I'm I'm all in on the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, Kyler Murray's health, health is a question. Yeah, and it's paid off. Like they've. You love betting him. You love losing 10 points of closing line value. And, and I you still, still cash won the tickets, bet. Does it you matter? You don't it. get money for getting closing line value. You get money for winning the bet. And that's what the Cardinals have been doing for me, all right? So you can look at the, you can look at the, you know, whatever the trends are. You can look at my receipts. The Cardinals are a good football team. That's all you got. That's all you just want to just, say. No, the Cardinals I'm just saying, are a good I'm football saying, team. I, I the just, number one you, seed in the NFC, the, you think they're a good football well, we team? Know, well, no, but Daniels, you're sitting here yeah, saying, I don't know what, what this team is. We don't know what we're going to get from them because i don't you, okay i'm telling you we do McCoy's trotting out there the, he's looking like uh, uh Derek carr at his best a, on his best days he's looking numbers, amazing right? it's colt mccoy this is a percentage game in nine out of 11 games they've won that's a pretty fucking good percentage of winning i think it's safe to say from that sample size that we know what to expect out of this cardinals team they are we winners know, we know and hey, listen Dangles is talking about receipts. We know that Dangles keeps his receipts in the bag. Let's go to the five seed. Speaking about we know the outcomes of these games. Uh, losers of their last three, the second longest streak in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams, seven and four. Again, seven and four means they'd have to go uh, one and five to be eight and nine. And their next game is against Jacksonville. Plus 700 to miss the playoffs. But this team is clearly struggling. Any takers on plus 700. They got to play their division a bunch too, which is a, a division that is fighting upwards. San Fran, winners of the last three, is the sixth spot here. Do you think LA truly falls apart? Oh my God, I can't believe you traded your first round draft pick to the Rams. You're going to have the 32nd draft pick every year because Stafford's going to go 18 0 every year he plays for the Rams. Holy Christmas. <laughs> Guys, personally, 
I'm kind of enjoying this little Rams, <laughs> this Rams slide because this team is pegged. They are absolutely pegged for a first-round exit from the playoffs. They're making the playoffs, but I love Stafford. I root for him all year, but there might be some to this guy. Do you guys see the stat? He's never beat a team in the regular season that's been five games over 500. That blew my mind. And uh, coming off the bye, I bet him in the contest. Um, I thought they were going to get a much better effort. I don't. McVay's running run plays with no timeouts, down 11, under a minute left. That was and, and their, their urgency they're, just getting to the line generally. I couldn't believe I'm sitting like here the going. Chiefs four weeks I'm sitting ago. here going like, I, why aren't we? Yeah, you're down by two possessions, but Sean McVay doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who just throws the towel in. Like that was a poorly managed last two minutes of football. Warren Sharp said it best. He can remember. He can remember what play ran five Christmases ago, but he doesn't know when you have no timeouts and you're inside the thirty, down eleven. You have a run play. Did, what are you, you doing? Did you guys see when he yelled into the score sheet like he tried to hide himself from the world and he just screamed? bloody murder into the oh, score sheet because that. he was so aggravated la is seven and four von miller is four and seven they on can't the year. they can't afford not to make the playoffs is all i'll say is after everything they've done this year and shipping and, off every first and second round or whatever every first round pick for the next 46 years for to to win this year they can't afford to lose and the worst part is drew's exactly right they are stamped all over the season is first round exit now drew uh, i will say you talked about aaron donald putting a stranglehold on my center lucas patrick i will say this happened two weeks ago with dk metcalf getting into a fight at the end Aaron Donald losing his cool during this game. Yeah, it's against the rules. You're not allowed to do it. You'll get a flag for it, hopefully get thrown out. But nothing makes me happy when my team, the Green Bay Packers, is beating the piss out of a player so much that they lose their cool and act out. Nothing makes me happier than that. Uh, by the way, I... Well, Tony, just a quick segue, very quick. You're talking about your Packers. That happens to be... We skipped over them in this little thing. That happens to be my second... Future bet involving your Green Bay Packers. Would you like to hear it? Uh, well, I will say one thing real fast, because before you talk about the greatness of the Packers, can we talk about how awful the Chicago Bears are? The Chicago Bears, uh, their next two games are against the one and two seed in the NFC, Arizona and Green Bay. Sorry, Chicago. So I like this prop bet uh, quite a bit, guys. So the, as we as we know, with the given, with the change of the playoff seeding, getting seven teams in the playoffs, there is one, count them, one bye week. Mm. Now, um, to get the bye week, you obviously have to be the one seed. And That's on good. these mobile apps, our friends at DraftKings, you can bet on the one seed. Now, the one seed in the NFC is a three-horse race between the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Green Bay Packers. Now, Green Bay finally has their bye. They get rested. They have three division games left at home against Minnesota, at home against uh, Chicago, as Tony mentioned, and then they um, – presumably uh, wax the floor with the Lions in the new, brand-new Week 18 at Ford Field. But if we remember that Thursday night game, an understaffed Green Bay Packer team beat the Arizona Cardinals, so they hold the tiebreaker. And the Tampa Bay Bucks have the same amount of games. As, or, or Sorry, they, they have the same amount of wins as the Green Bay Packers right now. So I have one win less, I'm gonna but go, keep going. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. They, they have the same amount of losses, same amount yes. of losses. Sorry. That's what I meant. So I'm going to play – the Green Bay Packers, to get the one seed at plus 225. Mm. I think they have a legitimate chance to run the table. I think Arizona and Tampa Bay will slip up at least once. And I think home field in Lambeau, even though it didn't work out for them last year, uh, I, would, I would think LeFeur and Rodgers and company would like nothing more than to host the NFC Championship game. I think it's going to be a priority for them. 
So I'm going to take Green Bay Packers one seed plus 225. I mean, it makes me happy to hear you say that. But obviously, these three teams play their divisions to finish out the the year. Uh, Tampa Bay does play Buffalo from the AFC. Green Bay plays Baltimore. And Arizona plays Indy. All three of those games, the the winners of those games are going to be the one seed in the NFC there. Let's keep on going the NFC playoff picture real quick. San Fran six and five. Somehow is the sixth seed. Cannot believe it. The note, the note for them is plus two hundred. We killed that team weeks ago. I don't want to fucking talk about him anymore. I hate Kyle Shanahan and the San Fran 49ers. And then a team that I know Drew doesn't want to talk about, the Minnesota Vikings is the seventh seed. This is how we know nobody likes the Minnesota Vikings or knows what to do with these Minnesota Vikings because out of all these, will they or won't they make the playoffs? The numbers change. Plus one seventy-five, minus one fifteen, blah blah. blah. Minnesota's even. The yes or the no are both minus 110. So Vegas is telling you, I don't know, you figure it out. What do you think about this Minnesota team, Daggles? Are they making the playoffs? I mean, I think, honestly, I I think they should, uh, uh, frankly, make the playoffs. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm trying to. I I, I do. Well, because I'm trying to remember the nature of it. But our friend Matthew Collar tweeted uh, something out uh, yesterday, basically saying the sea is parted for the Vikings to make the playoffs with, with what's left here um, uh, on the season for them. And just, oh, they, they have a, they have an easy schedule to end it. They have two tough games against the Rams and the Packers. They also play Chicago twice, Detroit and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They could easily go four and two on that stretch and be nine and eight. I'm just, I can't watch another Kirk Cousins game. I can't do it. I don't want to see him on Nickelodeon entering the slime zone. I don't want to see it. Well, yeah, again, he, um, as long as he's lining up underneath the right offensive lineman, I think they have an opportunity to, to, to win the game. Um, you know, again, assuming that he's not doing it on crucial fourth down plays, um, these guys have the tools to win. We know that as long as their best players are healthy, they can compete and put points on the board up with anyone. It's just, it's sort of the erratic, I guess, nature of it. But, um, you know what? Everything is laid out for them. Hold on. Hold on before you go, because we got to talk about it this way. We did this with the seven seed in the AFC. All those teams were six and five. These three teams right here, seven, eight, and nine, all shitty, shitty teams. Drew, I'm going to go to you first very quickly. One of these teams making the playoffs, marry, fuck, kill, Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans, all of which are five and six. I have to kill New Orleans. Uh, (laughs) I I heard they're going with Taysom Hill. The one... uh, you know, I got the I got the Bills bet right on on, thir- on Turkey Night Boys. Uh, the Saints are they're bad. Terrible. Um, I have no idea what's going on with them. So, <laughs> I guess I guess I have to have sex with Matt Ryan. I don't really want to, but I guess because I don't know how, I don't I'm know marrying how the purple s- people eaters. I, I, Why I not? Too. I have purple fever. I can't not do it, Dangs. I, I've no, talked. I've no, been no, in many no, counseling no, no. sessions. My... I cannot do it. But yeah, they're that's... they're going to be squares. They're going to be nine and eight, and Kirk Cousins is going to be in the slime zone. That's not. That's not my qualm at all. I agree. I married the Vikings. I'm probably sleeping with um, the Saints, though, because I think they're a better coached team, and I'm absolutely killing the the Falcons because the Falcons suck. Once again, you're all wrong. The 10-seed Philadelphia Eagles are the team you need to marry. Let me tell you why. They're 5-7 right now. The yes... The yes for them to make the playoffs a plus 175, but they have two games against those Washington football teams. They play the Jets and the Giants, the New York tandem, and then they end with the Dallas Cowboys, who Dallas, again, Dallas will be making the playoffs according to us, but they won't be fighting for the one seed. They may very well take week 18 off. This could be the uh, the year that Philly very well could win out, could win out and go 10-7 and and sneak their way in the playoffs, plus 175 for them to take. And the last team I'm going to give you, 
plus 1,200, folks, plus 1,200. And this is a team that might fire everybody on the coaching squad and the GM at the end of the season. But I told you how Miami was going to play the Giants in that first slate against Miami. If you think the Giants could do it, though, if you think the Giants could beat Miami, if you think the Giants have a chance, they play at a Los Angeles Chargers team that is falling apart. They play a Dallas team that is falling apart. Philly, Chicago, and the football team to end it. Drew, is there a snowball's chance in hell that the New York football Giants can sneak their way into the playoffs at plus 1,200? They would have to go 5-1 and one down the stretch to hit 9-8. and eight. They did fire Jason Garrett. and uh, Huge they upgrade. Their, they have their first one of the or – they're, they're 1-0 without Jason Garrett. Um because I killed them in gravestones, I don't want to like cross pollinate here, so I will say they will not make the playoffs. Dangles? Yeah, no, I just I don't trust in this team. I don't think they're put together. They're not a team that can win consistently week to week. They're not making the playoffs. And that is it. Going through the slate. Oh, Drew, you have one more future you want to give out? Thank you, Mr. Squares, for remembering. Very kind and intuitive of you. Yes. This is probably my favorite bet that I've given on this show. In case you didn't know, there's a small <laughs> that means game. It's gonna hit. Th- there was a small game uh, Saturday in Arbor, Michigan. The Michigan Wolverines got off the schnoz against the Buckeyes. There's a player on that team, Aiden Hutchinson, has suddenly moved up to number one on PFF's big board. For whatever reason, the man had 15 quarterback pressures on Saturday by himself, the most since pressures were set. 15 quarterback pressures. <laughs> there are teams that don't get he, that many in a game. <laughs> he, he had three sacks. He has 15 on the air. He's a consensus All-American. He will be invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation. He won't win because they give it to the quarterback and the best team, which is bullshit. The number one overall pick on DraftKings right now, and basically right now he's a consensus top five. He's one and two on a lot of big boards, plus 1,500 to go number one overall. Do you know who's going to have the number one pick? The, the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions. Do you know that Aiden Hutchinson is made in a guy like Dan Campbell and Chris Spielman's image, an mm. absolute wreck havoc pass rusher, which is obviously Lions have many knees. Yeah, They're Owen 13 and one or whatever. But guys, I kind of hit up the hitman on low key. I said, Hey, what do you think about this? And Hitman's like, uh, I haven't looked into it, but that seems kind of high. I really truly believe, I don't think this is the year where a quarterback's going to shoot up to number no. one. I think the quarterback class is weak. I think it's between Hutchinson and that edge rusher from Oregon, uh, exactly. Thibodeau, whatever the hell his name is. And Thibodeau might grade out better, but I'm telling you, Hutchinson's going to have three games now, the Big Ten Championship, the conference semis, because Michigan will play in the national championship against Georgia to really showcase his talent. <laughs> I think he's going to climb up the draft boards. I think he's got a legitimate chance to go number one overall. Aiden Hutchinson, plus 1,500 to go number one overall. Uh, it's going to be great to see Iowa beat Michigan next week. Dangles, <laughs> I know you got a future you want to give out. Oh, I, I had, I, I gave it earlier. I, I like the pass to win the AFC East at uh, plus <laughs> one fifteen. If you haven't gotten, why did I that. even bother I asking? No, I told you already <laughs> what it was. What it was asking. Of course, I, how do I not? Dangles had do... the whole slate: futures, conference winners, playoff odds, Super Bowl winners. I'm going to take uh, the Pats to win the division, Bob. Oh, thanks, uh, bud. Is our goal to make money? Yes. Then place this bet <laughs> because they're going to win the AFC East. How do I not jump on this bet? This is my team, and they're the hottest team in football. Patriots to win the AFC East plus 115. All right, let's move on from teams that will make the playoffs to teams that won't. It's time to take a few of these teams that are 500 and put them into the ground. It's time to play Gravestones. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? 
On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the fun is over. It is time now to get really, really serious and talk about teams that won't be making the playoffs. It is time for Gravestones. Each week, the three of us get in here and we tell you one team that's not making the playoffs. You put them at the ground, and we've been doing this all season long. The graveyard is getting full. All three of us have killed the Lions, the Bears, the Giants, and the Eagles, stupidly. In the NFC, we've also killed the Jaguars, the Jets, and the plus 1,000 Miami Dolphins in the AFC. Individually, we've killed teams as well because we go in the order on how we hit bets the week prior. Drew's going first this week, and he's killed Houston, the football team, and the Seahawks. Dangles is going uh, second. He's also killed Houston, the Broncos, and the Falcons. I'm going third. I've killed the Raiders, the football team, and the San Francisco 49ers, who currently sit as the sixth seed in the NFC. If Drew kills a team this week, the other two hosts following cannot kill that team this week so it's getting hairy folks some 500 teams are going to be killed today some people are going to be surprised that they're not making the playoffs this year but the chapel doors are open it is time to head into the holy place and it is time for gravestones gentlemen and ladies because we know there's a couple of you that listen to this awesome show thank you ladies I'd like to refer to a commonly commonly used source known as Wikipedia <laughs> to start out my gravestones. <clears throat> Big Ben is the nickname for the great bell of the striking clock at the North End Palace of Westminster. Although the name is f- frequently extended to refer also to the clock and clock tower, the official name of the tower in which Big Ben is located was originally the clock tower. And this clock was completed May 31st of 1859, 162 years ago, which is how old Ben Roethlisberger looks playing quarterback right now. On Twitter, I can't give credit, someone said, to say Big Ben is washed up is an insult to washing machines. (laughs) Steel City, you've met fire. You're being melted. Good night, Pittsburgh. Good night, Pittsburgh. Dangles. Well, Drew stole my pick, so I guess, I guess, I guess I'm going to have to go somewhere else. I'm going to have to go to a team that, or to a city that um, I guess has something to celebrate today because they just signed a Cy Young winner to a big fat deal for their baseball team. Uh, But unfortunately, the Seattle Seahawks are not going to make the playoffs this year. They are the worst team in a very, very good division. Uh, And I say that including the San Francisco 49ers, who seem to be surging, although who will be missing Debo Samuel for the next couple of weeks. Um, But they are a much more complete team than the Seahawks are right now. Uh, Pete Carroll is throwing his phone when he means to throw his challenge flag, and I think that's a microcosm for what the Seahawks season has been. Seattle, I'm sorry. I love you, and I'm sorry to bring more rain, but you're not making the playoffs this year. Well, I I will approach somberly to the microphone for this one because what I'm about to say is going to hurt one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And this show's senior NBA correspondent, 
Thomas Jones Wortham. But with Christian McCaffrey being placed on the IR for the third time this season alone. (laughs) (laughs) And with uh, Christian McCaffrey, a man who was traded to Thomas Jones Wortham midseason by yours truly for DeAndre Swift. Happy. You caught him on your team, TJ. And for a team that has Cam Newton exclaiming, I'm back after scoring a one-yard touchdown. (laughs) And then going two for seven to start the first quarter for 80 yards. One of those passes accounted for 64 yards, so we went one for six for 15 on the other passes. I love this Carolina team's future. The defense is young and ferocious. The coaching staff is very good. Hopefully Joe Brady stays there one season longer. But it is a quarterback and a healthy offensive unit away from being a competitive team. And this year is not the year, Carolina. So sing a song for Carolina, for they are going into the deep, dark ground. Good night, Panthers kingdom. And that is it for Gravestones. West Coast Gamblers. All right, boys, that was a long one, but a good one. We had a lot of fun talking about this Week 13 slate. We'll be back on Thursday with a special guest talking about the Who Day Nation, the Cincinnati Bengals. He'll get here to gloat and talk about his new CD, and we'll be making some bets as well. It's time to turn it around. Drew, you had a pretty good uh, Thanksgiving week. You went 4-2. and two. Let's hope that that trend continues as we go future. But that's it for today's show. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, we are the West Coast Gamble. is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast. Network. Thank you for listening. And once again, thank you, John Carlin. Thank you, John Carlin. Thanks, John. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.